Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God whose steadfast love endures forever. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Also with you. be with you and also with you let us pray almighty and ever-living God you have given great and precious promises to those who believe grant us perfect faith which overcomes all doubts through your son Jesus Christ our Lord Amen. now it's time for our children's message the second reading today is a little challenging to hear there's some pretty scary things that are said. But it ends with 12.1, which is Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. 
and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. What a great reminder. Now, if I were doing this for more than just the radio, I would have handed out clouds to some people here in the sanctuary because everybody who's here now is part of that cloud of witnesses. And in Juneau, we're pretty familiar with clouds. We see them a lot, but they're very surrounding. They surround our mountains where we can't even see the top of them. And they surround our families when there are clouds of witnesses like this. It's not just people who are here in the sanctuary, but think of those people who have witnessed to you about the way that we can set this burden aside. Set those scary things that we heard about earlier in the reading down because we are saved by God. I know some of my witnesses, my first pastor when I came here, Pastor John, our current pastor, Pastor Karen, who has baptized this child and will baptize my next child. Randy's a witness for me. Mike's a witness for me. These people have helped me grow and set aside burdens and reminded me that I am a loved child of God. So remember that when you're interacting with others and try to remember your witnesses and the clouds that surround you. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for the community of faith you have built around us and please help us grow into that community to spread your good news. Amen. Jesus delivers harsh words about the purifying and potentially divisive effects of obedience to God's, God's call. The way of the cross often leads followers to encounter hostility and rejection, even from those they love. The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the 12th chapter. Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five and one household will be divided. Three against two and two against three. They will be divided. Father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and her daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it's going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? The Gospel of the Lord. Be seated. Does anybody remember last week? I said, this week it was going to get real. Jesus is getting pretty real this week. And I love this one, this one uh, question he asks. Do you think that I have come to bring peace? I, I always want to go, yes, because you say so a lot in other places in the gospel. So yes. Uh, but. This is at a point in Jesus' ministry where things are turning, and he needs people to get it, and he needs people to get that this is a pouring out 
that God has come to do. God has become incarnate in order to pour himself out. To pour God's self out. To be sacrificed. And it's not fun. Well, it's not all fun. Uh, I think it's, is it C.S. Lewis who said, if you are looking to be comfortable, you probably want a different religion. Um, I think that's in, I don't know, I'll figure out which one it's from. But the idea being, Christianity is not about being made comfortable. Sometimes it's about being comforted. Those times in our lives where we really need to be held up by the community. It's not about being comfortable. But it's easy for us to forget that. To go to worship and not like this hymn or that liturgical setting or that arrangement of the pews, whatever. To go and not like the way the kitchen crew takes care of the kitchen. To not like the way that the service crew who give food to our neighbors handle the food. We get grumpy. But Jesus is calling us back to recognizing why are we doing any of what we do? Why are we gathering for worship? Why are we taking care of the kitchen? Why are we giving out food? It's not so we can be comfortable. We don't sign up for it so we can be comfortable, but we forget. And then he said, I, I have this baptism, and I'm under stress until it's completed. He's talking about the, we think of baptism as something that happened once. He's talking about the baptism being fulfilled, this, this life, death, and resurrection that is still yet to be fulfilled. It's one of the reasons we remember our baptism. It's an ongoing change, and it challenges us. There is a difference between peace and placidity. Placidness, whatever the proper form of the, verb, the noun is, placidness. Anyway, there's a difference. And some of us come from places that I've heard people refer to as Minnesota nice. I've heard people um, refer to as Southern nice. I've heard people refer to as Ohio nice. You know, there are these different different communities that you kind of know them by the fact that they're nice, superficially. But the truth is, whether you're from Ohio or Minnesota or the South or Alaska, you know, when your people gather, they, they have the same problems in all of these places. But we're being called to be bold about those times when we have to speak out for justice. Besides a difference between peace and placid, there's a difference between speaking out for justice and speaking out, which a lot of us want to do. But anytime that speaking out tears another down, Anytime you call people of a certain political party a name, 
Anytime you say, I don't mind this kind of people, I just don't really hang out with them, you're buying into a speaking out that's destructive and damaging. It's damaging to you, it's damaging to your community. And then there are those times where you're called to speak out for justice and it's gonna make people unhappy. I am very lucky to be here at Resurrection. And last year when there was no place for the warming shelter and we said, we have space, should we offer? Everybody said yes. But I have been places where people start to say, what about the carpet? What about the kitchen? What about the bathrooms? Etc." And in those situations, we're going to be called out to say, no, you know what? Jesus says, feed my sheep. Jesus says, love your neighbor. Jesus didn't say, make sure the carpet doesn't get a spot on it. We want our, 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 our churches to be nice, to be welcoming, to reflect that we're giving our best to God. But if we protect them in the place of only loving, we're missing, missing the call. If we know that our church has racism built into generations of structure, we have to say that. We have to acknowledge it. And then we have to say, okay, how do we repent? And how do we be different? That will make people uncomfortable and it will make people unhappy. But notice there's a difference between that and calling somebody a name, like racist or some other name. There are justice issues all around us. And sometimes the justice issues are really close to home. If you are in a household where somebody is being abused, you're called to speak up about that with the qualification that find help to do it safely, because there are many circumstances where, where it's not safe. But you're called to seek safety. If you're a neighbor and you see that going on, you're called to be supportive, which is gonna make people uncomfortable. Jesus, when he says, I'm, I've come to divide, what is it, son against father, and father against son. Notice that Luke does a lot of this. Pastor Sue pointed this out to me. Luke does a lot of this alternating with the male and female, fully including both of them. But he's saying, who you identify as your people, who you identify as your family, is no longer defined by blood. Well, not by the blood of genetics. Who your people are is defined by a different kind of blood. Who your people are 
is defined by the blood of Christ. Many people will say, my church feels like family, which is great as long as you like your family. It's important for us to recognize, though, that sometimes family is more complicated for people. And we want to be a healthy, supportive, happy family. But we may have to disagree about some things. And we may have to disagree vehemently. And we may have to disagree in love. And we may have to disagree and still work together to feed God's sheep and to love God's people. When you see a need, you don't have to go across the world, by the way. You can, but you don't have to go across the world. Just look, look on your block. Look at your work. Look at the person who really needs, really needs somebody to just see them and acknowledge them. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's dangerous, even if it causes you to risk your own comfort and your own assets. We're being called, just as the disciples were being called, and Luke's gospel was written in about the year 80. So people were like, Jesus is coming back. Why, where, where is he? They, they wanted to know why, why has Jesus not come back yet? I mean, it's still, still that generation. And we're enduring all this suffering. And this is also a passage that says, hang on, hang on. Hang on to my word, hang on to my promise, hang on to that blood that defines you. Because you may not see it in your life. You may not see the resolution. You may never get comfortable in your life. But I promise you, I promise you that when God's kingdom comes to earth, by the way, it comes to earth. We don't go there. It comes to earth. There will be peace. So how do I come to bring, do you think I've come to bring, bring peace? I'm still going to say yes. But Jesus come to bring a heck of a lot of challenge. And the, you know, when you see the wind blowing, when you see the clouds, you see the signs. That's the thing that you hang on to. You can see the signs that we've been given in the prophecies. That's why the Jeremiah talks about the prophecies. You can see the love that comes from you know, this program that Nancy started nine years ago. You can see the promise of my kingdom. I invite you with me to the altar today to be defined, defined by that. And be filled with courage for whatever it takes you. Amen. Please join me as we recite the Apostles' Creed. I believe, I believe in, in God, God, the Father, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. 
He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. come near to the Holy One in prayer. Arise, O God, and sustain your church. We pray for all who dedicated their lives to serving your people. Renew our commitment to our siblings in faith around the globe, and bless the work of our ecumenical and interfaith partners. Merciful God, arise, O God, and sustain your creation. We pray for all places affected by natural disasters. Transform the devastation of floods and fires into fertile ground for new life and growth. Fill heaven and earth with your life-giving spirit. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Arise, O God, and sustain the nations. We pray for all elected officials. Kindle them in a desire to administer your justice. Strengthen their resolve to defend those who are vulnerable and to stand publicly against all forms of oppression. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Arise, O God, and sustain those who are oppressed. We pray for people harmed by racist discrimination, ableist discrimination, and all people discriminated against by their gender identity or sexual orientation. Rescue us from all systems that degrade our fellow human beings. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Arise, O God, and sustain this assembly. We pray for this community, celebrating those who rejoice and weeping with those who weep. In our joy and in our tears, be near us. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Arise, O God, and sustain your church. God, present presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessiman Lyseth of our Sister Synod, Pastor Karen Perkins, bless our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster and Petersburg Lutheran Church. Merciful God, for what else do the people of God pray? For those who just finished their work at the church-wide assembly, safety as they travel home, Rest. With thanksgiving, we remember all who have died in faith and now rest in you. 
as they place their hope in you, so strengthen us to trust in your promise of new life. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. Receive the prayers of your children, merciful God, and hold us forever in your steadfast love through Jesus Christ, our holy wisdom. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. God of abundance, you have set before us a plentiful harvest. As we feast on your goodness, strengthen us to labor in your field and equip us to bear fruit for the good of all. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power of the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together the mission, mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God of peace, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you, comfort you, and show you the path of life this day and always.
Go in peace. Love your neighbor. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see. <laughs>